0: Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I am your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Shipp. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Last week, we talked about emotional support for parents and how you can support parents who have children on the spectrum, as well as some direct quick tips for parents as well. So if you didn't get a chance to tune into that episode, please do. Today, we're going to talk about Focusing on one goal at a time with your child on the spectrum, and particularly with transition. And this has been a topic that I have actually been researching and working with in my own home with my child on the spectrum. Um, Drayson, it's been really hard for me. Um, and I don't even want to say of recent, it's been hard for me always, but of recent, it's become more difficult. And, um, Drayson has a really hard time transitioning from one place to another. So anytime we leave the home, anytime we're headed to some place as simple as the grocery store, there's usually always a big production that's involved to, to just get him out the door. And to be honest with you, it just leaves me riddled with anxiety. Um, it puts me in a tailspin and I know sometimes he feeds off of my emotion and, um, I've really had to work on trying to figure out tools and resources to help him with transition. So one of the biggest goals that we've continually work on, worked on with him is, is transitioning. And ironically, yesterday, I actually had a meeting with his care team in home, and I found myself getting really, really emotional about it. And I don't know if my care team just caught me like – Just on an odd day at an odd moment. But, you know, that question of, well, how are you guys doing? Or let's talk about, you know, what you're noticing in the house. And I just got super emotional. And quite honestly, I had no idea how much it was really affecting me. But I ended up telling them that I was starting to have a lot of anxiety, um, that I was trying to still take him places, but I found myself. Um, hesitating or trying to see if maybe uh, my husband could watch him or could I get a sitter instead of taking him places. And I realized that that's also not fair to Drayson. So I've, I've recently tried to figure out ways to transition him. And I've learned that things can get more difficult as your child gets older. So he is now 10, almost 11. And I'm starting to notice that um, it's it's becoming more difficult. And so I'm realizing that I need to put some things in place to help him now so that it's not harder later. And... Um, The biggest thing that we've been coming across recently is lots of interruption with Drayson. So we will go, let's say, to our uh, neighbor's house. We'll go over to our neighbor's house, and we'll be there for maybe five minutes. And as soon as we get there, now we've got him transitioned. He's there. Okay, great. Yay, we made it. And it's, can we go home now? And it's to the point where it's gotten really intrusive. I will be having a conversation with a friend or talking, you know, talking with a group and he will just, can we go home now? Can we go home now? Can we go home now? And he wants the acknowledgement of us going home. And it's been really difficult for me because I can't simply just say to him, we're going to go when I say it's time to go, which is a typical parent response. I mean, when I was younger, You know, if we wanted to go home, that was the response. We'll go in a little bit. Or when we say it's time to go, just enjoy yourself. And you would have to find something to go do. That's not, it's not as simple for Drayson. He has to have structure. He has to be redirected. And so trying to explain to him that we'll go in a little bit um, didn't always work for us. So. We came up with some ideas when I was talking to his care team actually yesterday about maybe how to combat some of that and give him an idea of when it's time to go, when it's time to leave, how long we're staying for. And I didn't even think to bring this up with my care team. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it today was oftentimes we think that if we need to structure a goal around a behavior, well, there's no, there's no goal to write. How do you write a behavior for someone that doesn't want to leave the house? How do you – or excuse me, how do you write a goal? And I think that what I found is that when I voiced my concerns to the care team, that there are things that they could put in place that could help them that I've just never thought of. And so I wanted to offer you guys some quick tips of some things that we are going to be starting to implement for Drayson. And um, some of these st- some of these things we already have done and some of these things are new and we're going to try. So hopefully in the future I can let you guys know how this goes. Um, but I found that it was really enlightening for me to realize that when I think that there's not an option, there there potentially could be. So if you're working with a care team, if you're working with therapists, if you're working with people that are helping your child – don't be afraid to tell them maybe what your frustration is and what your concern is or something that you're noticing that maybe they might be able to offer help with. And so this program that Drayson is in is an ABA-based therapy in-home program. So we we devise some goals of some things to help him with transition. So um, a couple of these quick tips is the first one is to create a busy bag. And um, – My care team member said this yesterday, and we've always packed a bag, but I loved how she called it a busy bag. And um, put full of items in there, like toys, um, activities, maybe some snacks if they have some favorite snacks. Um, We always put like Drayson's Switch with some of his video games in in his um, busy bag so that 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 way he can pull what um, some of those items, but have multiple options and keep those with you. And that way, if they need to be redirected, or if you're out someplace, and they need something, you can offer suggestions on what they can work on or what they can play with or what they can use um, to keep themselves busy. Um. The other suggestion was to schedule prompts. I do this already with Drayson, and this has worked well to get him out of the house. But what I didn't think was extending that prompt beyond that. So um, let them know even a day ahead. So if we're going to dinner at a friend's house, oftentimes the day before, I will put it on Drayson's calendar because he has a calendar that sits on the fridge. Um, I will put it on the calendar that we're going, and I'll remind him, hey, Drayson, we're going to go over to so-and-so's house tomorrow. Oftentimes, I get the flat out no, and I just ignore him. Uh, I'll just say, okay, or he'll just say, I don't want to go. And I'll say, we'll talk about it later. So I usually give him the prompt the day before. Then even that morning, that morning, I will give him a prompt. Then maybe a few hours ahead of time, I will give him a prompt. And even up to 15, 10, five minutes before, I start prompting him a little bit more rapidly. That way, he knows it's time to go. You can also use a timer and put a countdown on the timer. So I usually, at 15-minute mark, will put the timer on and let him know that it's 15 minutes until we have to go. He might fuss. He might say no. But if he knows that that timer is going to go off, he will go downstairs, he'll put on his shoes, and he'll get ready to go. So using a timer is always good to help um, them stop from one task and, and go on to the next. This was a great suggestion that I got from my care team that I didn't, I never even thought about doing, and I felt a little kind of dumbfounded when they suggested it. We use timers all the time in our home, and I use a calendar, and I use all of those things, but I never thought to put a, count, a timer on outside of that, going someplace. But when, when you're at a location, consider putting a timer on on how long that you're going to stay. So if you know you're going to be there for a few hours... Tell them you're gonna put the timer on for two hours and they can check it periodically so that they know when they can anticipate leaving. And oftentimes that I've I've felt that when I redirect Drayson or I give him structure to something and he knows what's coming down the pipeline, he's less likely to start asking questions or or being intrusive. So if I say to him, We're gonna leave in two hours and here's the timer, or we're gonna leave in 15 minutes, here's the timer, he will stop asking me. Can we go now? Can we leave now? Do we have to stay here? Like, can we go home? I'm ready to go home. I get less of that because he's now focusing on the timer winding down. So, um, I I thought that was such a great suggestion, and I honestly I do not know why I've never thought to do that before. So that's definitely something that I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Again, I would highly suggest that you talk to your care team and allow them to help you with a transition goal. I was really, really surprised. I didn't even think that there was something could be formalized in doing that. And this is something that we're starting to do in our home now. So hopefully we'll get some great results. But when you express your concerns and your feelings to your care team that's helping you, Oftentimes they might have a solution that you haven't thought of. And I, so I always encourage parents to ask questions, just ask questions. At the end of every episode, we want to do a story highlight or ask the audience a question. So I would love to hear your response to this question. Um, please feel free to email me at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. And my question for you today is, do you struggle with transitioning places with your child? I would I would love to know. I don't want to feel like I'm the only lone duck out there <laughs> that feels this way. And what has worked for you? Do you have any other um, tools in your vault that you use to help your child transition from one place to another and be okay being in a different environment or scenario. Um, Again, I'd love to hear your responses. So please feel free to email me at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. And that concludes our episode for today. So please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. And um, please spread the word, spread the word to friends and family. We want to offer hope and encouragement and support to parents and families with kids on the spectrum and let them know that there's lots of resources out there to help them. If you like what you're hearing, please also feel free to give us a good rating on your preferred podcast platform of choice. And that concludes our episode for today. So until next time, keep working on your puzzle. And remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care.